We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, thank you very much. Appreciate it, Gary. It's 7.05. A little chilly out there, I thought. You know, not, not compared to what it's going to be like in another month when really have to bundle up but it's the 17th day of october 2023 i'm john reed and we are glad you were with us here on news radio wrva so (laughs) we wake up this morning we find out joe biden is going to israel we just uh, spent a little time with jordana miller the abc news correspondent live from jerusalem wonder what they think of joe biden coming to israel i I don't know what that achieves. Does that show that he's more supportive of Israel? Does that show um, a, his resolve, his his commitment on some level? Mm, I mean, I, I, maybe, maybe. We're also finding out this morning that U.S. troops are headed to the region. What is it, 2,000 U.S. troops who won't be in a, a forward position. They will be in a support role, we're told. So that seems significant to me. Uh, I mean, it's not 30,000 30, or something, but 2,000 in a support role. So here we are, um, you know, about to be involved on some level in a physical sense uh, in the region. And then the news this morning that Iran is threatening – what is the word they're using? Hold on. Let me make sure I get this right. Preemptive? Is it? Are they saying preemptive? Yeah, preemptive action. Iran warns of preemptive action here. So you know, you may have heard me mention on what, what's today, Tuesday. So Friday and Monday. One of the questions I've had is, what are we going to do about Iran? Or is everybody going to still walk around acting like, oh God, you know, Iran? There's no evidence. Did you hear Joe Biden say there's no evidence? I don't want to get into classified information. Oh, give me a break. What we can put this next to your car in the in the in the garage in Delaware and act like it doesn't exist. You don't want to get into classified information. Okay, thank you so much, Mr. President, for that phony disclaimer. Then you're going to say there's no evidence that Iran is involved with this. I don't I don't buy that. I don't believe that. And I don't know anybody who's been actively involved in even the analysis of foreign policy over the last 20 years who believes that to be true. I mean, are we going to let this guy lie right to our face? What a, what a cowardly thing to say. There's no evidence that Iran is involved in this. I think he's trying to cover his own butt because of the hostage trade and the $6 billion. So if he lies to us for a couple of weeks, he thinks that the heat's going to go away for the bad policy decisions that he and his team have made. Now, Iran, of course, they, they're not intimidated talking of preemptive action. So what are we prepared to do about that? I mean, we've avoided a war with Iran for how long? You know, I'm old enough to remember the Iranian hostages. Death death to the great Satan, death to the U.S. I don't think that's just a slogan. I don't think think we're at a football stadium where they're just saying something hypothetical. I think they really mean it. 
So, you know, it might behoove us to take that seriously at some point. I mean, especially if these people are going to go around and try to start a world war. I don't know what to do. I'm not saying go drop a nuclear bomb on them. But to act like Iran doesn't have anything to do with this seems kind of crazy to me and, and seems very cowardly and feckless to me. And I think the world has to see this. Like, wow, they really are cowards over there. That guy, I mean, does he know? I mean, he's so old and he's so decrepit. Does he even know what he's talking about? Does he think that's true or is that just a bluff? You know, I, is it just me or did the world kind of fall apart after Donald Trump left office? And I probably didn't have to be that way, except we put an incompetent in with a bunch of leftists who don't live in reality. They live in fantasy world that they wish the world would be. And that's okay to dream about a new world, but you still have to be grounded in in reality. And it's clear that that this crowd, these Democrats are not living in reality and they're prepared to lie directly to our face about this because nobody buys that. So we'll see. We'll see uh, when when Biden's over there tomorrow. It's 710 here on this Tuesday. Let's get back to local politics and uh, the elections that are all important. So now the registration deadline is passed. You can still vote in advance. Vote early. It's 45 days nonstop. Oh, my God. Voting, 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 harvesting ballots. God knows what the Democrats are up to. Kim Taylor is uh, the delegate. She's a Republican in, I think, the 63rd District, the redrawn 63rd District. She is with us this morning. And, and uh, Delegate Taylor, I appreciate you coming on. It, the redrawn district includes Petersburg? Is that right? So the redrawn district is now the newly formed 82nd. So... Um, well, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Good morning. Okay, well, yeah, correct me so I <laughs> get it right. It's the old district is 63 and the new one is 82. Yes, yes the, gotcha. the new one is it's the newly formed 82nd, and so that includes the majority of Dinwiddie, the city of Petersburg, the majority of Prince George, and then the entire county of Surrey. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's important to get the numbers right so people can look it up correctly. Um, I have to tell you, you you guys, your your Democrat opponent, and you both are spending a fortune. This must be a high value, um, highly targeted race. How do you think things are going here? A couple of weeks before November seventh, it is a very targeted race. It is the the most contested House seat um, this election cycle in the in, for the House of Delegates. Um, you know, two years ago, I flipped the Democrat district. I came out of nowhere, more or less. Um, it, it's, uh, it's been, it's been quite the shift from two years ago. I, you know, I, I kind of learned the mechanics of, of campaigning, door knocking and so forth and doing those things. But, um, you know, it's, it's been quite the experience to, to go from no attention to all the attention and, you know, we're, we're at a, we're at a dead heat yeah. and this, we- this race is critical. You're exactly what most people say they want, you know, a responsible, younger voice, someone who's run a business, isn't a career politician. I mean, in your case, when you say you're not a career politician, that's absolutely right. I would think that that would be valuable rather than somebody who's been around politics. One of the things that's been distressing to me is the attacks on you on a variety of levels, but one of them was 
about the crisis pregnancy center as if that was some sort of evil thing. I mean, the Democrats are obsessed with the abortion issue, and I'm glad Governor Youngkin is trying is spending over a million dollars to try to set the record straight on that, you know, the the Republican position on abortion. But it seemed like a really horrible attack to say that running a crisis pregnancy center to help women who are in the you know, in this situation is is an evil, awful thing. It, you know, it, it was upsetting. Um, my my husband is here because his mother, when she was 17 in 1963, chose life. And, you know, that, you know, it, I'm just, it's, it's amazing that, you know, Virginians were, they're really not extreme on this issue. Uh, regardless of political party, they fall in the middle. And I believe the legislation in this area should be reasonable. And, you know, I'm, I'm, but I'm going around and I'm talking to people at the doors. And what I hear, you know, 95% of the time is the economy and public safety. People are absolutely, they're desperate for jobs. They're desperate for resources. Um, you know, when you when you have to make a choice between groceries, you know, when eggs is eight dollars a carton, sodas nine dollars for a twelve pack. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's families are hurting right now. Um, they're 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 concerned about public safety. Look at um, that. You know, that was one of the reasons I ran was public safety. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we've got a lot of work to do. I I, I am. Pleased to see the ad that shows the old, that awful old hotel that was kind of an eyesore and not a good uh, mile marker for Petersburg when that came down. And the governor has spent, really it seems like he's assigned an entire team to focus on trying to revive Petersburg. And I think you've been a part of that. Tell me about that effort and and how you think that translates into what people should evaluate election-wise. Oh, I'm in, I'm so proud of the work that's been that we've done in in Petersburg. You know, when I that was one of my campaign promises. I'm going to take down the Ramada Inn, and so my first session, I got the funding that was needed to to remove that eyesore. And it was really when that came down, that was a signal that was that was Petersburg saying to the region, "We are open for business." Um, it, it, it was such an exciting time, and I'm so proud of that. Um, the partnership has done amazing things. We just celebrated our year anniversary for the partnership, and we have a lot of more work to do. We well, need um, we need sustainable changes in Petersburg, and that that includes more infrastructure funding. It includes more funding for public safety, and we need permanent healthcare solutions in Petersburg. So that's my goal for the partnership in this upcoming year. Well, I've been watching you, and you may have seen me at one of your speeches standing in the back of the room because I like to do that and hear what the candidates are saying when they don't know that you know a member of the press or the chattering class is listening, and you seem to really connect with people, um, and I think your voice is an important one. I appreciate the chance to talk to you, Delegate Kim Taylor, who's up for re-election. You say in the new 82nd, the old 63, yeah. the new 82nd. <laughs> Yes, the new 82nd, and we need every conservative to come out and vote. This, this election is critical for the direction of Virginia, whether, whether Virginia is going to be under Republican leadership or not. Yeah. So I need every, every person to come out and vote so we can, we can get this done and continue the great work that we've been doing in the, in the House of Delegates.
Delegate Kim Taylor, thank you. I appreciate the chance to talk thank to you. Thank you. Okay. 717 here on this Tuesday morning. We'll come back, take a look at the weather, and then in a few minutes, Rich Anderson, the chairman of the Republican Party, will join us. I mean, he's he is um, taking note of all the Democrat leaders and activists who seem to be siding with um, – if not directly with Hamas, they're, they're not they're not siding with Israel. How do you how do you square that? We'll talk about it as we continue on this Tuesday morning news radio WRVA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.